0: If you love where you live and love to help travelers, sign up now to be a Circa Concierge. Help out our users and earn tips for the knowledge you have about your own city or country. Head over to circatravel.com forward slash concierge and sign up today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret?
1: Welcome to Circa. Love the world you live in, and we'll help you explore it.
0: Here's something weird. I don't know if you're going to find this offensive or not. Nice opening. Because <laughs> I think it's a place that both me and Andres have never been.
2: Oh, you have a. But then no. I had to be
0: reminded by my girlfriend today that we went to Stockholm for a week <laughs> together. I forgot. <laughs>
2: It's because you're stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Toma. I mean, I forgot.
2: <laughs> That's amazing
1: you. Yeah. There are things we think we know about places, but history, prejudice, stereotypes, and the viral nature of 24-hour news and social media has made common knowledge about faraway places more twisted than ever. Today
0: on Misinformation, we try and clear up some of the outright lies, mistakes, myths, and misnomers of an entire country by doing what we do best, by having a
1: chat with someone who actually knows what they're talking about. So drop your IKEA Allen key, put on your warmest, most fashionable outdoorsy threads, and fill up on some delicious meatballs, because today we're going to the Nordic utopia of Sweden. (laughs)
0: I'm definitely going to use them (laughs) Sweden Sweden Bordering Finland and Norway And connected to Denmark by the longest bridge in Europe Sweden is mostly dominated by rivers and lakes More than half of the country is covered by forest It's a place filled with natural
1: beauty And natural beauties And it just so happens that today we meet one of them Johan Svensson how do you say your name? Yuan. Yuan. And your last name?
2: Yuan. No, Yuan. Svensson.
1: <laughs> Yuan Svensson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yuan Svensson. <laughs> Svensson.
2: John John. John John. John John. John John. That's more like a porn star name. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to tell you about that, that part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> the John John part. <laughs>
1: Johan is an interior designer, set designer. He's the owner and curator of Fab Lab, selling selected home decor, perfume, and skincare in beautiful Stockholm. Johan also is a co-star of the upcoming Peacock original series called The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning, set to be released on April 27th.
0: We'll get to that a little later, but first we want to know all about Johan. And what does he think we're going to ask him about today? Well, that's so lazy.
1: <laughs> we, are, we are quite lazy. I never
0: looked at it like that. Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> so we'll just read your list Gosh. and that's the end of the show.
1: <laughs> so we really didn't have to hunt that far to find the number one Swedish stereotype. It's this. Swedes, they're kind of hard to get to know.
2: I'm actually a bit not that aware, actually, about what, how uh, Sweden and the culture is perceived in a way. I mean, I have some foreign friends living in Stockholm because it's a, a city with a lot of uh, different nationalities. Um, and sometimes we're accused of being uh, a people with autism. <laughs> 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 a, <generally. laughs> a
0: nation of autism. Do you, do you feel there's any truth to that?
2: Uh, well, in a way, <laughs> yes I think it's a small country Second or third generations of uh, farmers And um, I think it's Yeah, it's, it's a different way of interacting socially And people are in a bit kind of shy And um, it can sometimes come across as rude, I think People are very clicky They hang out with their friends, you know mm. From their born, you know, right. until death so It's really <laughs> hard to get It's really hard to get into a circle mm. Um, I mean, even I, my my friend Tiff, uh, she's from Australia and she was introduced uh, to me. It took me two years before I had a coffee with her. (laughs) (laughs) I was busy. (laughs) (laughs) So it would seem
0: as if Sweden has its own set of social rules. It may feel very complex to an outsider and maybe even a little standoffish or cruel. Last year, in 2022, a Twitter hashtag went viral, hashtag SwedenGate.
1: A story was posted on Reddit where someone described being a guest at the house of a Swedish friend who was left in another room while the family ate dinner, as he was not technically invited to eat.
0: And then Swedes around the world confirmed that there was really nothing strange about this, and hospitable nations of the
2: world lost their minds. If, if someone has like arranged a dinner party or something, it's not that you can just like bring a friend. Mm. You know, you even have to like ask if you can bring your partner or something if, if that hasn't specifically been said. Wow! This sp- the spontaneous answer is not like, oh yes, of course. We're, you know, it's uh, easy peasy. You know, it's more like who's who's that? You know, who's he? <laughs> you know, why?
1: Can you send me a background check of some sort?
2: Almost, yeah. It's kind of very suspicious. Or and and, and a lot of times it's, the answer is actually no. Wow. Whoa.
0: Straight up. Yeah. Well, that is that is uh, it's the thing at the top of our list actually, which is the internet—the best source of anything the best that we source
2: have. Source for lazy researchers. <laughs> yeah. Damn, he's coming
0: after. I know. We're totally like. I'm gonna about really to tell him that ChatGPT wrote all of these questions.
1: <laughs> so as you might have noticed, Sweden is incredibly direct. They may not suffer fools gladly, but they do have a sly sense of humor and won't think twice about giving you a little slap on the wrist for your social faux pas but they don't like to rock the boat too much is the swedish directness about like oh you have something on your face or is it more like oh your your voice is
2: annoying oh that's difficult to explain because right. i haven't been the target of uh, <laughs> <laughs> of, of uh target of swedish of that candid can no yeah
0: no right. no one goes after you and <laughs> no no one got
2: no exactly so yeah
0: the culture seems to be entrenched in kind of an egalitarian sensibility in all ways of life including fashion
2: interesting because we have a very uh, what's called called? egalitarian society. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, been socialist for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's interesting with that because this, like, it was this uh, chief editor of one of the female um, uh, fashion magazines. And she said that Swedish people don't like to stand out, but they like to be uh, part of an elegant crowd. yeah yeah but it's true the thing is that when i was living in 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 london for a while that was like a few years ago i could spot uh swedish girls immediately
0: Uh, i i can do that
2: it's uh yeah it's not just being blonde but all of them had like a indifferent variation like a beige trench coat (laughs) black tights uh white sneakers Mm -hmm. maybe a cap on i'm sure uh, they all you know, thought they were very individualistic in their choices. But, you know, so it's like looking at, you know, like a, a group of birds, you know, you know, wandering around looking for the prey, you know, it's like...
0: Well, speaking of stereotypes of Swedish women, here
1: we go. So there's this, I don't know if you're aware of this. So we're in Spain, right? And yeah, know, Spain yeah. has this kind of relationship with the Swedish woman from the 70s, like when Spain was still in a dictatorship, Mm. Swedish women would come down to the coast and go to the beach, and there's songs written about Swedish women. They're sexually liberated, these beautiful blonde women.
2: Yeah. At that time, it was not really true, but it it had to do with, I think, the politics. Mm. Uh, I don't think you would get far with that approach if you were here. Right. Right. Uh, And these things... You know, also culturally, is just something you know in in a way. What, what what's, what's not supposed to be there in, in a certain context, and I think that's hard to follow. Yeah, for a right. lot of people. <laughs> How to read the room? How to read a Swedish? How to room. read the room? Yeah, yeah. Just be quiet and back off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Swedish goodbye.
1: <laughs>
2: goodbye.
0: Mm. So next time you see Anita Ekberg frolicking in the Trevi Fountain in a black dress, just back off.
1: And if you didn't catch that reference, do yourself a favor, Google it. So from one icon to another, the humble Volvo, the safest car in the world, a stalwart of Swedish engineering. Every second car on the road in Sweden must be a Volvo, right?
2: What model Volvo do you have? Oh, the fun thing is that <laughs> I actually I actually rented a Volvo be, with an app today. Awesome. I, I thought
0: you were going to tell me I've never had a Volvo in my life. No, <laughs> no but I never I had a Volvo.
2: got one today. So the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as soon as like in American movies and even in, in UK, I think, when when a character is casted maybe to be an intellectual, a bit odd or, you know, then they're always driving a Volvo or a Saab, <laughs> and you know? they have a certain type of sweater. You know, it's kind of, because it's not a, like a common car. So it's, no, yeah. uh, but it's, it's, it's kind of weird. So, when, but it's fun. When I was when I was growing up, I grew up in Bolivia.
1: My dad was a doctor, and the car mm-hmm. he had in the '80s was a Volvo. And I remember was be- it the station wagon? Yes. Yeah. And I was I love those ones I, exactly. I was obsessed with the headrest. Yeah. And I remember as a kid being like, "This is. There's no other car that has this." <laughs>
0: Volvo's reputation for design in safety especially has made it one of the most beloved car brands in the world. They invented the three-point seatbelt, the rear-facing child seat, the side impact and whiplash protection cages, and in 2020, they capped every single one of their car's speed
1: limits to 110 miles per hour. So clearly, Swedes are obsessed with design, caution, and innovation.
2: Well, in a way, yes. Uh... Uh, I would say I mean I'm a snob so I would say that the Danes are better (laughs) Uh, but I think Sweden is like the DJ land we like um, you know we we know how to edit and how to you know we we copied copy this and we did like a new version we made it better so Sweden, Swedish people are very good at, like, refining other people's eccentric ideas <laughs> and make them approachable. Kind of like the the Japan of Europe. That's true, because uh, there's uh, there's been uh, years of um, collaborations and uh, between J- Japan and Sweden, also, like, culturally, you know, a cultural exchange and... Um, there's even been like festivals around that so there's a lot of like points in our our cultures that uh, meeting points so there's a uh, a beautiful bond between japan and sweden Mm.
1: it's true japan and sweden have over 150 years of friendship the vikings and the samurai shyness social reserve emotional strength A world-beating, hard-work ethic, technological innovation. It's easy to see why the two nations see eye to eye.
0: The Swedes also have something which seems like a way of life, a philosophy, something almost ceremonial, something almost Japanese, but very, very Swedish. The fika.
2: Have you done fika today? Yes. always. (laughs) I mean, I... I'm a coffee addict and uh, that's a that's core cultural thing to fika. And it's also... So it's a verb. Uh, you have two fika. It's almost a verb. And it's also something that you do a lot with, with people that you meet. You know, let, let's have a... You don't say, like, let's grab a coffee. We have a fika, and, and everybody knows what that is. So it's it's uh, it's um, super interesting, in, in in that in that sense, that uh, fika is a is a very way way of meeting socially more than meeting over wine or, or or over a beer in the evening. There's also a way to you know get to know new people having a fika in the afternoon, or you know. So if you were gonna uh,
0: take us out for fika, where would where would we go, and what would what would we have to
2: to, to do? So if you were visiting, I think we would go to like a classical. Place like a conditori, which is like this old bakeries where you will have like some of the classical cakes and uh, you know, desserts. Uh, Second or third uh, biggest consumers of coffee in Europe isn't
0: Finland number one, yeah Finland's, yeah? Finland's top seven and a half kilograms of beans per person per year. Wow, well, on average,
2: are you talking about coffee is like water for me. <laughs> 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 it's just brown water that I drink <laughs> constantly.
1: Lush, large forests cover 55% of Sweden. There are over 100,000 lakes which dot the landscape. In those lakes sit 24,000 islands and all are open to the public through Sweden's tradition of right to public access.
0: Everyone owns a summer country house, or knows someone who does. Those homes have often been in families for generations, so the surrounding nature is built into the Swedish way of life.
1: In fact, when we were talking to Johan, he was in his country house. Without exception, the Swedes are incredibly outdoorsy.
0: You're speaking to us from your cabin. Yeah. Yep. You guys are all incredibly outdoorsy people. You're hiking, half of your wardrobe is North Face.
2: You have no fear of rain. Yep. A man of all seasons. Should I just, like, confirm now, or...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I guess so?
0: I guess so. (laughs) Not misinformation. It's worth remembering that if you're visiting Sweden, you'll also be treated to over 100 ski resorts. And skiing
1: is really a right as a Swede. There's not a person in the country that hasn't hit the slopes at some point or another. And the egalitarian nature, which we've already talked about, means that skiing is a pastime for everyone, not
2: just the rich. I think about this Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, trial now that's been going on. I'm skiing. glad we got and, there. I've been holding and, my tongue this whole time. Oh, <laughs> yes. And I actually, the thing is that I was in the Alps skiing uh, in Austria and the same thing happened to me. It was Gwyneth this, Paltrow ran you down.
1: No, it was uh, a <laughs> no, retired but
2: optometrist. It was, but it was not older man who stay. drove directly into me yeah, from behind uh so it could have gone gone bad uh, uh and then his wife came from also from behind and they were both like yelling at me like I did something wrong because you have this kind of white, fat, entitled man who goes on skiings And now when you have these carving skis, you think that you're <laughs> all that, you know, going down the hills. And, and then I was team Gwyneth from the beginning. <laughs> you know.
0: What do you think she's going to do with that dollar?
1: Gwyneth? Mm. Whatever she wants. She handled that court case magnificently. I got no, I got no beef with Gwyneth.
2: And I mean, didn't he go to like vacations, you know, afterwards? Yeah, uh, he went skiing nine more times. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So hiking, skiing, outdoorsmanship. It's easy to believe that the Swedes are those perfect, beautiful, blonde-haired, blue-eyed elves who never put a foot
1: wrong. That they're health freaks. But Sweden loves to Snus. Snus. A tiny pouch of flake tobacco, which you tuck under your lip, for a long stroll down nicotine alley. About. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just happened. I, I don't know what to do it about that. Good. It just happened. I didn't ruin it. I did I, I, I can do it again. <laughs> I didn't ruin
0: it. That was good.
1: About twelve percent of the country snoozes, but does Yuan... What I is snooze. snooze? Snooze. Yeah. Is this the tobacco stuff?
2: Yeah, exactly. I don't know what the mix is because I've never done it. Uh, it's not my subject, yeah, really. Yeah, you don't strike me
1: as someone who snoozes.
2: <laughs> no,
1: no. You don't look like a snoozer. <laughs> no,
2: no. Just look like a bitch. <laughs> a wonderful bitch. <laughs> a wonderful bitch.
0: <sighs> ah, you won. Our wonderful bitch. Hope you appreciate that. Let's get to this wider idea of Scandinavia. Denmark, Sweden, Norway, the perfect
1: neighbors, right? Not bitches at all. The Swedish relationship with your neighbors, right? Yeah. Because everybody, I think, has a feeling about Sweden, but do the Swedes have feelings about... The Danes, for example, the Finns, the Norwegians. Yeah,
2: we actually more like nor- Norwegians because uh, Swe- Sweden and Norway has always been like the siblings, rival siblings. Mm. Um, so, what is the stereotype of the Norwegians? Uh, Are they... Like uh, being rivals in, okay. in that sense. Uh, it's not, not so. It was more like this silly jokes. Otherwise, I like Norwegians. I think I think they're like they're kind of conservative, but it's uh, it's a really, really beautiful country and. Uh, Uh, And Denmark is one of my favorite places. I love Copenhagen. It's one of my favorite cities. Sweden is
0: also part of something referred to as the NB-8. The Nordic Baltic 8 is a regional co-op including Denmark, Estonia, Iceland, Latvia, Lithuania, Norway, Sweden and Finland.
1: So why don't we kind of switch gears and look at the Swedish language a little bit.
0: The word Sweden in Swedish means our kingdom. There are only about 10 million Swedish speakers in the world. There is a closeness in the languages of the Scandinavian countries, so much so that they can understand or speak the other two
1: countries' languages. In Swedish, nouns come after the articles. So, for example, we say the dog. They say hunden, essentially dog the.
0: Almost without exception, the Swedes never say please,
1: but they always say thank you. Now get this, Swedish has only been the official language of Sweden since 2009. In fact, it was an official language of Finland before it was an official language of Sweden. Most incredibly, perhaps, Swedish has nine
0: vowels.
1: Why don't you do them, Neil? <laughs> I, I shall.
0: A, E.
1: I-O-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U. So accurate.
0: 13. That was 13.
1: I have to say, I fancy myself someone who can do accents relatively, but the Swedish accent is really tricky to do it properly.
2: The Swedish language is also added a certain type of softness, so it's hard to explore it because, you know, everybody can mimic an italian or you know because you have this really clear way of talking and and uh, so i think that's why you have this the, like the swedish chef that people like uh, ridicule the it with the the yeah exactly which is <laughs> exactly yeah it's very true accurate to yeah. No, no. <laughs> so
1: here's a question for you johan is mm-hmm. swedish a sexy language
2: Oh,
0: he's
2: like, he's like, it is
0: when I, it is when language. I do it.
2: Yeah, if you think, uh, if a, when the doctor is examining you, if that's sexy. Then it's a sexy language. <laughs> oh, that's the benchmark.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. If, it, if a doctor is telling you you have a serious problem you and you're still, yeah, and
2: you're still like, ooh, oof, oof. then that's a sexy language. That's good. Yeah. I like that as a it's soft a and in, instructional. If you like soft, <laughs> if you like soft instructions, that's the kind of vibe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd like for some hard instructions, please. Then you go to Germany. You gotta pay, you gotta pay extra too. <laughs> Schnelle bitte. schnell. <laughs> what was the word?
1: What's the word? Something. Abgefummelt. One Abgefummelt. of my one of my favorite German words. It means something that's been touched too much. Oh. Like a a sofa. Like your mother. (laughs) He didn't even pause.
0: He didn't even even, even,
1: even think about it. (laughs) Margarita, the sweetest woman. Yeah, he's right, though. (laughs) Oh, mom, I hope you don't listen to this. So it felt
0: like we were beginning to melt the iced heart of Yuan. There's no better way to know you've done that by being able to take a your mama joke like a champ.
1: Well done, Dre and Yuan. Imagine being only one of 10 million Swedes, but 10 million people with a rich heritage, an incredible history. A country
0: where the days of the week are named after Norse gods.
1: A country that implemented a gender-neutral pronoun in 1966. A country that has done so much. But to the world
0: you are nothing more than the joyous, perfect pop music of ABBA. Something surely even the Swedes are tired of.
2: no i love abba yeah yeah i mean uh, it's my parents generation who grew up when they were like a controversy because they were like shallow commercial and all that shit but everybody else i think we we just adore it and and the thing is that it's a great songbook almost because i see a lot of times from clubs all over the world you know on instagram on tiktok it's something that's still a lot of like people dance to, the original, it's not even remixed, mm. you know, and it evokes a feeling to people on the dance floor. I think it's so cool in a way.
0: Well, I mean, I've I've really grown to like ABBA. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken
2: it me a long time. I mean, I'm... You're I was, sophisticated now. Hearing Steve Coogan and
0: Rob Bryden in The Trip talk about Dancing Queen for 15 minutes and about mm. how it's all about death.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the like the, the musical equivalent of It's a Wonderful Life, imagining what your life would be with you not around. And I was just kind of like... That's what Dancing Queen's about?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I listen to it again, I'm like, oh my God. I love ABBA. I'm a slut for pop. You're a slut, an ABBA slut.
2: I'm a slut for pop. Are you an ABBA slut? Yeah, this
1: yeah, so. a, is a pop slut. Yeah, I'm a pop slut.
2: Mm-hmm. Pop slut. I have mm. my pop
1: slut moments. <sighs> I mean, we all do. But music in Sweden and from Sweden is now a massive industry. Why don't you tell them about it, Neil? (laughs)
0: Robin, Ghost, Leon, Swedish House Mafia, ABBA, The Hives, The Cardigans, and Max Martin, who alone has produced music for The Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, Pink, Usher, Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, Ariana
2: Grande, The Weeknd, Coldplay, Jennifer Lopez, and Ed Sheeran. It's crazy. It makes me really proud. Every time I've been traveling, uh, going out, dancing, and uh, I remember like last year when I was in L.A., I went to a gay club. Eighty percent was like <laughs> Swedish Swedish DJ, music, yeah. and if and if it because I'm a bit nerdy, so of course I know the other thing that it, that it was produced by you know a, a <laughs> mm-hmm, Swedish person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and of course we have one of the biggest names in Sweden. It's Max Martin. I mean, he's probably paying tax for the whole country, you <laughs> yeah. know, to the welfare. But uh, I think that's uh, in, uh, super interesting in, in, in that in that sense.
1: It's something that I can't quite get my head around. Like I understand Brazil, I understand like Cuba, even Puerto Rico, like all this stuff. But what is it in a place like Sweden
2: that just produces this insane amount of music? Uh, music is a part of of, of the culture. Mm. I mean, we sing together around the table. Mm. You know. At all these kind of traditional locations, there's also one part of the of the school system that, that you actually get music lessons for free. Um, mm. The music school it's called. So I mean, even when I was a kid, I was, you know, learning guitar. You know, all you know, you could choose instruments or you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of music in, in, in the country. All right, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back after this quick break with food,
1: the Eurovision Song Contest and the art of Swedish death cleaning. And so, so much more.
0: Oh, and also a quick reminder before we go to a break, head over to the App Store to download the Circa app on iOS. Every episode of Misinformation and Passport are there, as well as tons of other travel shows and our beautiful guide series. There's extra features such as maps, favorites, photos, plus an incredible concierge service to connect you with local people on the ground to answer your questions in real life and in real time, wherever
1: you want to travel. We'll be right back in a minute. Hi, everyone. Circa's recruiting new concierges. A Circa concierge is a friend to ask anywhere in the world. Real people, on the ground, never bots. If you want to be a concierge for your city, go to circatravel.com to sign up. Pickled herring, IKEA hot dogs, blood pudding, wild strawberries. Swedish cuisine might
0: not be exactly high on the list of culinary treasures to tickle
1: the world's taste buds. But as we do here on MisinfoNation, we like to expand our knowledge and our palate. So it's time for a food lesson in the chilly winds of the Swedish countryside with Johan. Feed me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready <laughs> Who's, Who gets number one? <laughs> <clears throat>
0: that would be me Number one Swedish meatballs A classic Synonymous With the country Kutupolar So what
1: am I supposed to do now? Like correct your <laughs> pronunciation? I mean For people who don't know What we're talking about What are we talking about? you are talking about Meatballs Oh yeah <laughs> But the Swedish Are kind of well known For their meatballs Why? yeah what's special about your meatballs
2: i don't know i actually don't know i think it's just like a Hmm. weird way of like handling the meat probably (laughs) 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 making it into balls (laughs) uh no but i think it's the combination of the meatballs uh, together with the the gravy Mm -hmm. and the lingonberry uh jam or it's sour type of thing and together with like Pressed cucumber that's kind of it's you know pickled and salty, and then you would have the mashed potato to it. So I think it's when you talk about meatballs, you don't just talk particularly about that, you talk about the dish. My girlfriend makes really good Swedish meatballs. I gotta say, shout out. Yeah, she right. does. Yeah. All right.
1: Number two, rakmaka. Rakmaka? Rakmaka. Rakmaka. Pretty good. What is that? Shrimp
2: sandwich. All right. On the uh, West Coast, there's a lot of uh, shrimp fishing and it's super tasty during summer. It's one of my favorite spots called smurgen.
1: Smörgen. Smörgen
2: is an area, like a fishing area, and then they fish it all like, it's all fresh. And then you have this kind of super mild taste. It's like taste, you know, when when something, you know, seafood is really fresh, you will have this really light taste. It's Mm. not like, oh, this tastes shrimp. But the Räck Smörgås, or like shrimp sandwich, is... uh, normally like on a white fluffy bread and then you would have egg mayonnaise lemon and dill Ooh. and that's something you can buy on cafes when you have like a more advanced luxurious fika you could have like a shrimp sandwich and a coffee so you can
1: do sounds salty. like a disgusting combination I was gonna say. Like so coffee and seafood so you can do yeah. you can
2: do salty fika
1: <laughs> th- I don't know why that's funny. You
2: can do salty fika uh, on Saturday nights uh, when the lights are off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you salty fika. Oh, you are such a salty fika.
0: Number three. Um, okay, small pad, small Paj. small pad,
2: <laughs> small Paj. small pie. That's it. Small pie. I mean, that's something that. Everybody does. Mm. It's like such a common thing. It's not a year when I haven't had it Mm. (laughs) because it's like berries or something from the garden, and you will have the type of juicy rhubarb and a bit of this crunchy, uh, soft type of dough around that wouldn't be compact.
0: Mm. It's suddenly funny now that it's small pie. It sounds small small pie. pie. It smells. So sturdy. Find
2: a recipe on goop.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this section brought to you Gwyneth's by... Smulpie.
2: Um, <laughs> after a steamy day, I have some small pie.
1: <laughs> Number four. Unpronounceable pea soup and bacon with pancakes? Et sopa... And pankakor? At shoppa me pancakor. Ah, met pancakor. Met, of course. You at Shop
0: Weirdly, Rain many at languages. No,
1: but uh-huh. g- if you listen
2: to him, I'm not even close. At shoppa me Pankakor. Stoppen that's pankak. also like a very traditional thing, and I love it. It's really a lot of restaurants in Sweden still serves that every Thursday. You just eat it on Thursdays. Lunch. Yeah, so it's a combination of having this uh, pea soup that's with yellow peas uh, with. Uh, a bit of pork in, and you eat it with mustard as well.
1: <laughs> Do you want to try this one, genius? That's you. <laughs> you that's you. There's a lot of dots and lines and circles. Number five. Smurgastarta.
2: Nailed this one. Smörgastarta. Oh, it's way anyway, better. You try the, the bits. Smörgastarta. Ah,
0: you were doing it.
2: Yeah. I, so, yeah. I, I like smörgastarta too. It's like a super traditional... It's actually also very common to eat uh, on a funeral. Why is that? Yeah, it's a, it's like a uh, weird kind of food cake with um, liver, you know, with all kinds of stuff in it. Uh, but it's mayonnaise, liver pate, <laughs> wow. cucumber. Holy shit! It's uh, I like it. I gotta show you some pictures of these things. They're quite, mm. quite incredible.
1: Oh wow,
0: that's amazing!
1: <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. It is literally it looks like what the kind of cake you would get. Uh, at a children's birthday party in Bolivia, except it's covered in dill, cucumbers, little tomatoes, yeah. lemon.
0: It looks like a racetrack from
2: Super Mario Bros. Yeah. <laughs> it's a heart attack. It's a decorated heart attack. If we came to Sweden, what yeah. is the
1: weirdest thing you could offer us just to see our face? Food wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen the look on his face during that pause, it was wonderful.
2: I mean, we can get to that afterwards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to get there.
2: <laughs> mm, oh, yeah. I think we would, I I think it's just nice, we would go to have like uh, operans bakfickas. The opera has like a traditional place where you go to, which is, kind of fancy Mm -hmm. but it's a bar where you can't book table Uh, it's really small but then you can have all these traditional uh, dishes which i think is nice number six pickled herring of course trying the different types of herring Mm -hmm. is an experience for a lot of people to have like an odd flavor Mm -hmm. that you know it's like an odd flavor you know to experience and i think um, for a lot of people herring the pickled herring the traditional one is that type of flavor actually that is very odd.
0: Then Johan throws us a surprise dessert.
2: Cheesecake. Oh. <laughs> One of my favorite Swedish traditional dishes mm-hmm. is cheesecake. No matter where I am this cheesecake So we're saying because what when I hear cheesecake we're talking about the same cheesecake. No, we're not talking about the thing like that you eat in, you know, in the States or, Mm -hmm. you know, this is it's more like a a bit more like a grainy pudding, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's uh, uh, and normally it's flavored with bitter almond and you eat it warm uh, together with cloudberry jam and a bit of cream. It's a grown up taste in a way. It's not for and it's a lot of kids who might not love it the first time they try it and then uh, but it's together with, you know runny whipped cream, and you eat that together. It's uh, super delicious. It's one of my favorites, actually.
0: Whipped cream, indeed. And then, ladies and gentlemen,
1: king of the segue, Andres Bartos. Since we did whipped cream, I was going to ask about Eurovision. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Let's ask about Eurovision. Yeah, come on.
2: (laughs) Euphoria.
1: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Finally. The Eurovision Song Contest.
0: The first Eurovision Song Contest was held in 1956. The inspiration came from Italy and the Venice and San Remo Song Contest,
1: which was a national smash, but only on the radio. The idea was to garner numbers simultaneously across as many European television networks as possible with the emphasis on spectacle. It is now the longest-running annual TV music competition, and it is... whew! Kitsch, I guess? Originally,
0: it was written that contestants must sing in their own language, but that soon disappeared, with English-sung winners such as Waterloo, Ding-a-Dong, and
1: Diggy-loo-Diggy-lay. Classics. (laughs) Oh my gosh, the classy, trash, brilliance, and awfulness of the Eurovision Song Contest has made sure it achieved the cult following it was destined for. Fringe culture all over the world hosts parties, place bets, and get down to some of the most over-the-top, leather-clad, tuned pop music on earth. And
0: it's all a little unbelievable. I mean, for an outsider... Which me and Dre both are.
1: I come from Latin America, so I never experienced. Yeah. When I got here, this whole thing was mystifying to me. I, I still yeah. don't fully understand the joy. You came from
2: the jungle and you heard some music. And exactly. You were I
1: I. They taught me how to wear clothes. I came down from a tree. I <laughs> yeah. feel so much better yeah. now.
0: I was getting slagged. I was getting slagged for the first fifteen minutes of this. Now it's your turn. <laughs>
2: Sweden loves Eurovision. Yes, it's yes. also like a folk's movement almost. Okay,
0: so you're. No, I mean,
2: religion. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a religion. I mean, it is a religion. And uh, what what's super interesting is that when I was a kid, it was just like one Saturday evening when it was like a competition. It was like twelve songs, some famous artists, and uh, one of them won and you know competed in Europe. We have now like eight saturday shows where people are like being eliminated and then we will have the final in the end so it's like a movement you know when where where the show is having different competitions before the final in different cities and yeah people are obsessed actually because before actually when it had some level of quality it was Actually, in the gay community, anything you, you could gather on, on the Sunday to have like some wine and get drunk and go out partying and, and watch yeah. a show. But less and less people do that actually because the wow. level is more like children's level today. Uh, so I think that's a bit sad. That
1: is kind of sad. So in 2012, Sweden took back the Euro
2: trophy with Lorene's euphoria. I remember the the party we had at, at the Friends Place when Lorene won. It was like a super fun night. I mean, it's like a sports night. Everybody's like sitting there, you know, we're having beer and, you know, and then she won. I mean, it was like, that was euphoria.
0: (laughs) Sweden has won the contest six times as of 2023, trailing only Ireland in number of wins. With classics like Why Me?, What's Another Year?, In Your Eyes and Rock and Roll Kids.
1: Is it any wonder... So yeah, I have no idea what those songs are either.
0: Okay, unlike Eurovision, we're going to get the next round done fast. All right, guys, speed round. Proverbs and sayings. These are
2: Swedish proverbs and sayings that Andres is going to nail. Yep. Ingen kopa isen. Ingen kopa That's the one. Not a cow on the ice. Exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> what does it he mean? He says very casually. <laughs> and I was like, like of course. that should be fine in a way it's a bit like a reverse ironic reverse way of saying that no worry right there's no rush i haven't heard it since 1965 But well, that's good being, you know that's what yeah. we do we can throw it away but i'm gonna start to use it now i actually i'm actually obsessed with start you know using Absolutely. old terms that i haven't heard for a while so i'm gonna use that all the time, <laughs> absolutely. Like um yeah. I'm trying to bring back uh
1: the cat's pajamas. What what is that? I so it's I like something that. that's really cool. It's the dog's bollocks. Oh. Oh man, the pronunciation on this next one is the cat's pajamas. Sita med i brevladan.
2: Oof, terrible. That's really oh, yeah. hard. Uh... He understood though. That's impressive. Fastna med skägget i brevlådan Get stuck with the beard in the mailbox It's like you fucked up and you did it yourself You know, in a way Yeah, that's also from 1955 So Keeping it modern over here at
0: Misinformation. But this next one is really a piece of proverbial genius
1: Andres det hjärtum så finns
2: det det så det Wow if there's a room for the heart, it's a room for the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite saying.
0: That's fantastic. We're fuck the cats pajamas. We're gonna bring that yeah.
2: around global. That's like when you squeeze in together. You know, if it, if it, if there's a space for for the heart, there's a space for the bum as well. You know? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So it's not a gay saying. It's just like very. It's like common Swedish saying. I love it. That, uh, you would use it at church. I'm gonna
0: say
1: it tomorrow. And on to one of our favorite sayings we've ever uncovered in the years doing this show. Shame about the delivery. <clears throat> Neil?
0: Okay, I, I really like this one. Alska mig mest nar jag fort det minst for debast.
1: It's like something falling down a flight of stairs. I, it's, hey, come on,
2: that's... Elska mig mest när jag behöver det. It's like you know, love me the most when you feel that I, you know, like I least deserve it because that's when I need it the most. That's so good. That's about vulnerability and, and how it's it's a really old one because I mean that's how a lot of people react. You know, when you're vulnerable, you can become aggressive or you can become that type of character trait is, is hard to love. To give love uh when, when, when someone has those unlovable character traits.
0: it's it's been a tough couple of months, Yuan, and I really love that phrase. Am it's I serious. your counsellor
2: now? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think we should do we should do this again tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of all the things, you know, the Volvos and the Muppets and all this shit, this was the one moment that there was uh, some some real Johan in there. It was nice.
2: Yeah yeah of course, yeah. You're old romantic, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm multi layered. I can be deep. I can steam. I can.
1: <laughs> Excellent. So, there's not a better moment to get into Johan's most recent project.
0: Margareta Magnusson's best selling book has recently been taken worldwide with an original Peacock series beginning later this month on April the 27th. A designer, constant mover, and author from Gothenburg, Margareta knows what you should keep and what you should throw away. Her first book tackled that very conundrum. You and co stars
1: in this series, because of course he does. This is it, guys. Swedish Marie Kondo, the art of Swedish death cleaning.
2: I think uh, this is something that's been distilled out of Swedish culture, which means that you sort out unnecessary shit that no one needs to see, being bothered about, shouldn't be able to see when you when you pass away. It's about, you know, taking responsibility uh, of your life, actually here and now. Now before it's too late kind of situation. Exactly. But that's the kind of complicated part about it, because... It's actually a a semantic thing. If you don't death clean, it could, I mean, to simplify it, it could say that that you're a very lazy person. Someone who's like, doesn't um, own up to your own life. You know, you accumulate stuff that you never sort out. Or it could be like with your economy, your bank accounts are a super mess. You have a company, nothing is sorted. And then then suddenly you get cancer and die. And then you're like, your spouse is still left there with like, have... To have like four years to sort everything out before, you know. Uh, so death cleaning is about. It's actually like a very vertical way of thinking about your life here and now. And uh, Swedish people are quite good at that, you know, in 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 that sense. I mean, it's uh, a Western society like like all, you know, people consume here as well. But it's about actually being a bit more responsible and a bit sorted in in your life because i'm not gonna leave this to my spouse my children or anyone behind me uh they don't need to see my old uh porn vhs collection you know or something i can throw that away now uh or my dildos uh you know you know rare dildos from china you know auction them out or you know you just no one
0: wants granddad's dildos i mean that's 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 a bad find
2: so keeping your
1: life in order to avoid work, embarrassment and a lot of heavy lifting for the people left behind. It just sounds like a great idea. And after the last hour of
2: chat, something that immediately feels very, very Swedish indeed. It's a way of living in, in the now and be actually very accurate about your possessions and what they mean to you. What What is the purpose of your possessions? Yeah.
1: I think it's beautiful. I mean, I've, I mean, I've just beautiful. been, I've been literally through this very thing. Yeah. And it is true that it's like, in a way, what you're talking about is something very practical, which is just yeah. cleaning your shit up. But on the other hand, it is this dialogue with everybody that's going to stay after you're gone. Yeah. And you're participating in that. It's like, it's kind of, it's a deep thing you're talking about. It's yeah, not just it like cleaning shit. It's also about like, What are you leaving behind? Yeah, it's pretty impressive.
2: And and one thing that actually surprises me—if I mean just to lift it to another level—that's why rude people always surprises me. Go on. Because rudeness is a certain way of a way of translating power Mm -hmm. to other people. And if you just hear uh, lending things at the moment, and you were just an equation in this structure, why the necessity to be rude?
1: Wow. Yeah. I think we've just gone to Sweden beyond the meatball. <laughs> we've, just, we've just crossed the threshold.
0: <laughs> so what, what
1: else did you Google? Hey, the bird, the bird.
0: <laughs> we are well and truly beyond the meatball. Thanks to Yuan. And we got thinking about the absolute worldview of Sweden, which seems like a remarkably pristine, untarnished, forward-thinking
1: wonderland. Right. But this is misinformation. So what have we got wrong?
0: I grew up in Australia. I've been, you know, yeah, been around. I've been around, been a,
2: around a little been bit. Around.
0: I've been yeah. touched too much. It's uh, been around the boat. Yeah, That's, you've been touched uh, too, I'm too
2: much. Like my mom, I, I'm careful, Yeah. <laughs> It's like Bee Gees. They sang like "Too many lovers in a lifetime ain't good for you." Yeah. I don't know what end of that stick. <laughs> but yeah. um, but the, the the
0: the the thought that I always get from people about Sweden is that is this like perfect, pristine, crisp utopia. What's well, you want to ask? What are the dark? What's the dark
2: side of Sweden? Just what are the what are the issues that you think people miss? You know, mm, you there's a price for everything you know Uh and i think uh sometimes uh what's cut out out of the equation here sometimes is joy Mm. in a way because it's very doing the right thing being good you know work hard blah 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 sometimes i think people are less spontaneous you know don't go with their heart immediately you and do you go with your heart not always. I mean, I'm very Swedish in that sense. I'm very analytic in, in, in a sense. I'm, very like, I'm also like very double in, in, in that sense, you know, um, because that is the hybrid that is very Swedish in a way. Hmm. The hybrid of, uh, of, of, you know, mind and heart. <laughs> I think that's the, the, the side that a lot of people don't see, you know, in a way but then we get pissed on the weekend <laughs> <laughs> the duality the duality the, the Swedish duality. duality but life is should be a bit more poetic sometimes mm-hmm. and be a bit more esoteric and philosophical and you know grander and sometimes sweden actually lack that mm.
1: that's really uh, that, that's really great yeah. it's
2: not just about the pea
1: soup and pancakes it's who you have it with
2: yes Love that conclusion. <laughs> you are brighter than you look.
0: <laughs> I mean, it would, it would be impossible not to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Sweden. A place filled with practicality, beauty, maybe a little too many rules, perhaps too much herring, maybe missing a beat by being a little too uptight, but we certainly didn't get that feeling from Johan.
0: You may think that the place is all ABBA and Volvo. You may, like me, forget you ever went there. Still, sorry about that. You may believe the Swedes are closed and cold beyond their weather. Or, like Anita Ekberg, hotter than the surface of the sun. But that's neither here nor there. What is true is that they are incredibly thoughtful, pensive and meditative in their art and in their life. And weirdly in organizing for when they aren't even going
1: to be here. What, what are we doing now? Thank, We're saying goodbye. Thank you.
2: Google showed our way. Exactly. <laughs> thank you, Gwyneth. Thank you, Gwyneth, particularly. <laughs> thank you so much for tonight. Thank no, so Jan. It was really nice well, to meet you, honestly. Of course. You yes. great, man. Hang up now. <laughs> hang up now. It's oh, so joy, it's no, man. you hang up. No, you hang up.
1: You hang up. No, you hang no, up.
2: J- you hang up. No, you hang up. Have fun. Much love. Thank
1: you. You hang up. And of course, Johan. Being as put together as only a Swede could be, he immediately sent us his five favorite places in Sweden. And here they are. Number
0: one, Skurup. A municipality in the south of Sweden where Johan has a summer house tucked away in the groves between the farmer's fields. He recommends you go to Horteberaga in the summer for a day by the sea. If you need to exercise to unwind, you could book a fitness class at Holga
1: Fitness. Number two, Dalla Fleur de Värtsus. This small eco hotel a few hours northwest of Stockholm is in a perfect spot for rafting, skiing, and hiking. This place is 100% organic and totally Swedishly pristine.
0: Number three. Fab Lab shop and showroom in Stockholm. Yuan shop where he curates and sells selected brands in the world of home decor, perfume, and skincare.
1: Pop in, and you may meet the man himself. Number four. Kaffe. Head to St. Paul's Gatan 17 in Stockholm. Frafik. The way the locals do it. Good coffee at a price that doesn't feel too Swedish at all.
0: Number five. Pizza in Stockholm sounds like a Supertramp album, but head to Bananas in Stockholm to experience it for yourself. Don't worry about booking, just head on in for some delicious
1: slices and great vegetarian options. So guys, that's it from us this time. Remember, next time we're off to Mexico with our friend Elena Garcia Beltrán. We'll see you soon with more cultural myth-busting on Misinfo Nation. Huge thanks to Yuan. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you think it's a stupid question, well, it probably isn't.
0: This episode of MisinfoNation was written and produced by me, Neil Innes, and Andres Bartos. Huge thanks again to our new Swedish friend, Yuan Svensson, for helping us make the show. You can see his work at unsvenson.com and, of course, at FabLab. That's fab-lab.nu. The Circa app is available now at the App Store, a beautifully designed one-stop shop for travel audio, which gives you access to extra information, photos, and maps for the places mentioned in this episode. Plus, all of our Circa guides to places like Rome, London, Barcelona, LA, Paris, New York City, Costa Rica, Hawaii... Plus, our one of a kind concierge service, which lets you contact local people in those places to help plan your perfect trip. No bots, just people. Our theme music for Misinformation is by River Deep Mountain Dew. The show is mixed and mastered by Julian Kuzneski. Stacey Book, Dominic Ferrari, and Avi Goljanski are all way, way into Friday Night Ficas with the lights off. They also executive produce the show, which is hosted by me, Neil Innes, and my friend, the Volvo-loving, meatball-guzzling pop slut himself, Andres (laughs) Blancas.
1: We'll
0: see you in the next place.